And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good to have you in on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Cotter Clark at Schmidt underscore Radio at Herbal Essence at C underscore underscore Clark underscore twenty seven. Jacob, many, too many underscores in there for you, Schmitty. Too uh, too many underscores. Jacob Padilla has an underscore, but at least he just has one. At Jacob Padilla underscore is where you follow him this on Twitter. This is unbelievable. Read him with Hale Varsity. And uh, Jacob, how we doing, man? Happy Friday to you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little, little gloomy outside. Had a little midday uh, rain, but uh, should be nice and cleared up uh, for the the football games tonight. So be nice and cool fall weather. That'll be good. We'll get to the the prep slate here in a bit. But uh, gloom and doom is that something that maybe has entered your mind for tomorrow night at Memorial Stadium. Montana Husker fan chimes in. I hate to say this, but I don't believe any any Husker fan who says they aren't a bit apprehensive about tomorrow night. Uh, We got into this a little bit uh, when it comes to level of concern, the fear factor, DEFCON level, what. How are you feeling? Let's get into tomorrow night. How are you feeling about Nebraska tomorrow night coming out against this Northern Illinois team? Not great, um, but that's just kind of where the program is right now, right? It's it's hard to feel great about what we've seen through two weeks. Not great. Obviously, there's some, yeah, there's some mitigating factors and, and, and all that, and obviously the, the injury to, to Justin's on top of that. Now that throws another uh, variable into an equation that was already pretty complicated and didn't seem like they had figured out. Um, so now it's just so, so the, like if you're without Sims now, not only are like you're having to start over basically figuring out, all right, what works on offense because you, you went, spent the first two games trying to figure things out with Sims as your quarterback and didn't quite get there. And now game three, if he's not able to go, now you're plugging in a new quarterback with, uh, and there are some similarities, whatever with Heinrich Harburg, but different strengths and weaknesses. Like he'll, he'll do things a little differently. So now you're starting over again and having to find some new strengths and ways to go. I think, I think the defense will be fine. Like I, I think they're going to win this game. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it'll be a last second uh, biting your, your fingernails type of thing, but they definitely have to figure out a way to move the ball and put the ball in the end zone to, to make that happen. Yeah, I just kind of said in our, our last segment, Jacob, based on what we've seen thus far from the Northern Illinois offense, they're not great at running the football. Rocky Lombardi, he's good, but he's not the type of guy that's going to go single-handedly beat you. That's kind of what it's going to come down to tomorrow. And I think it might be one of those games where first to 10 or first to 14 really feels good about their chances. Well, they're averaging 12 a game, so. And where's Nebraska at? No, I'm saying Nebraska's oh, Nebraska, averaging okay. 12 again. Okay, I, I think Northern <laughs> Illinois is somewhere around 17 right now. So neither offense is going to be lighting the world on fire tomorrow night. If Nebraska gets it done, who do you think it's going to fall upon in terms of who's going to carry the weight for that Husker offense to get them to, say, 14 points? Uh, I mean, just the, the run game. and the off, So that's the offensive line and the backs. Uh, I, I don't think you can go out there and ask – Harburg, if, if he has to start, ask for him to throw for 200 yards, throw two touchdowns, run for 80 yards, another score. Like, that's putting a lot on a guy, making his first start, playing his first real snaps outside of a couple of garbage time uh, plays in that last game. Um, so you need to be able to get that running game working. You got to be able to 
hand the ball off and stay ahead of the chains. It can't be uh, handed off, you get uh, get stuffed at the line, then you pick up two or three yards on second down, and suddenly third and seven, and now you need Harbor to go make a play. That can't be every drive. It seems like Nebraska just too often can't stay ahead of the chains, whether it be a mistake that either sets them back or turns the ball over entirely, um, or just can't execute and uh, you, you don't get enough yardage out of the play. So that's going to be the key is staying ahead of the chain so you don't have to put your passing offense in bad situations because that's where <laughs> that's where the turnovers happened in, in the first week. Second week, turnovers happen in any situation, unfortunately. But that, that was kind of a bizarre situation the way that played out. So I, I don't know that uh, you would hopefully have to factor in, all right, uh, bad snaps into the game plan. Hopefully that was a one-week blip uh, and they'll be able to move forward without that having to be a talking point uh, because if they can't, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be a long season. So um, they, they, they've got to be able to get uh, Gabe Irvin going, figure out, all right, is Anthony Grant back in the mix? Uh, how are you going to use Ramir Johnson? Um, and then maybe you, you toss in the tight ends too. Try to get uh, Harburg some, some kind of intermediate completions, uh, try to get um, uh, Thomas Fedoni a couple of early catches after uh, getting kind of those first two down at the end of the last game. Like, hey, you know, I still got it. I can still be an impact player out here. Um, so just just try to keep the pressure off the passing game every way possible. Now, Jacob, I want to talk about the defense for just a second here. And it's been obviously really, really good. I think anybody can go around confidently saying that this defense is a legitimate defense, but I feel like in this game especially, creating a short field for your offense via causing the turnover is going to be absolutely crucial because out of all the areas that the defense has been absolutely fantastic in, I feel like the turnover and causing those turnovers has been a little bit below what it should be so far. Yeah, and that's kind of we've seen a lot of things to like about the defense, but they haven't necessarily made game changing plays. Um, you, you had the, the, the Omar Brown interception that first week, but it wasn't like that play flipped the field or put points on the board or anything like that. Like the defense has mostly been just stout. They've uh, forced some punts that they've held up in the red zone, forced some field goals. Um, they forced teams to um, go on long drives. If they are going to move the ball, um, and they've gotten off the field some, but they haven't, like you said, haven't made those game-changing, the pick six, the, the fumble recovery in the red zone, giving them, uh, them the ball, giving the offense the ball inside the 40 where you only need a couple of first downs and you're in striking distance. That, that would be the next step. And you would think that would come with the amount of pressure that they got last week against Colorado. When you sack a quarterback eight times, you'd normally expect the, there'll be a fumble in there, there'll be a pick in there with pressure down as uh, – um, kind of coming at him, so that didn't that didn't happen. Shadur Sanders is obviously a very talented quarterback back there. I don't think Rocky Lombardi is quite that talented, uh, particularly as a passer. We, we've seen him before. Maybe he just needs a Rolex yep. and yeah. some shades. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gr- great football name. I don't think he's a great football player, uh, particularly a, a great passer. So if you can get the same level of pressure in his face, I think there will be opportunities for. Uh, to, to create those turnovers, and that would be a big step forward, and that will maybe that will kind of help uh, help the offense get on track if you can make things easy on them. You, you don't have to stay ahead of the chains if 
you catch you get the ball you're starting inside the 40 and you only need to catch uh, to pick up one or two first downs uh before you have a chance to score so um yeah that that would be i, I mean you either need the defense to start uh, forcing turnovers at a higher rate or the offense to stop turning the ball over uh anywhere near the rate and it seems like the defense is probably closer to doing that than the offense um so that that would probably be a, a step forward in a way to kind of get some confidence and maybe lead to the offense improving the turnovers jacob now that we've hit both offense and defense kind of their outlook for tomorrow i want you to give me a, a couple guys one or two outside of jeff sims because his his status is still in the air but a couple guys that haven't quite lived up to expectations this year and have potential for a get-right game tomorrow. It's kind of the story of the game tomorrow is you hope it's a get-right game for Nebraska, clean up some of the errors from the first two games and, and be able to put it on the field against Northern Illinois to start, try to start building some confidence. Who are a couple guys that you think it's important for them to start getting some confidence built as uh, Northern Illinois is in town tomorrow and then looking ahead, Louisiana Tech the next week? Who are a couple guys that need that confidence boost? I, I already mentioned Thomas Fedoni, and I think uh, if they can get him going, that would be a really, uh, really cool story. Um, obviously, we, there haven't been a lot of feel-good stories this early in the season to this point uh, with the record they have and the way things have gone. But um, if it is Harbaugh got there, he and Fedoni already have a little bit of action there. They know each other. Um, we saw that uh, quarterback uh, – uh, or we saw him – uh, that connection there with the, the uh, with the touchdown at the end of the game, uh, and again, I don't necessarily know that you want to ask uh, ask Harburg to be throwing the ball forty yards down the field trying to uh, hit hit deep balls. It's gonna you're gonna have to work the intermediate part of the field, um, and a little bit easier to probably target a guy like Fedoni than uh, a guy like Billy Kemp, just with the size and the accuracy needed to get the ball to him in the in those areas. So. Um, I, I think he'd be one and then no real way to track this, but the, the left side of that offensive line in particular, I think has struggled so far to start the season. So th- those guys over there, they have to, you, you got to see some improvement there. You, hopefully that, uh, they can take a step forward, can hold up, be sound, um, and give you a, a enough push up front that you can get the, the ground game going. So I guess that would be Turner Corcoran and Ethan uh, Piper specifically there. Well, and, and we'll see if there's a Teddy P siding and, and maybe Turner slides into left guard. Uh, you've got uh, you've got some options you may need to look at on that left side. It's been pretty rough at, at, at the guard spot and, and tackle spot. And, and as a tandem, it's not been great. Jacob, a couple of minutes here. Game you're, you're locked in on tonight for high school coverage with Herd at Sports. Two, uh, the the uh, story of, of Anthony Rizak making his trip to Memorial Stadium tomorrow. Give me a, a thought on both of those. Yeah, uh, I'm continuing my uh, Class B tour this week. I uh, was out there for Grand Island Northwest uh, against Elkhorn North last night, seeing the Wolves, who we, we've got number two in our coach poll. And tonight I'll be seeing Ole Muscat, who I believe is number three in the poll, uh, against Elkhorn, who is another top mm-hmm. ten team. So, um that's that's where I'll be tonight. I, I it'll be new for me. Uh, previous the last few weeks, all the games I've been to have either been at Buell or at uh, at Bellevue West. Those are the only two stadiums I've been to before last night uh, out at Elkhorn. So I'm starting to spread around a little bit. Uh, get a chance to see a little bit of Class B to go with kind of the, the Class A that I've seen. 
Jacob, I, I've got a about twenty seconds before we got to got to get out. Can you give me two minutes on the other side on Teddy? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, I said Teddy. Teddy's uh, a Notre Dame guy, obviously, but Anthony's who I'm thinking of. Super talent at, at quarterback for Westside. So we'll get Jacob's take on on Mr. Rezac and some of the other local visitors for Nebraska's big recruiting weekend. Jacob Adela, hang it out. Hail Varsity is where you find him. Can follow him on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore is uh, where you go to find him. Bill Dolman coming up next hour. We'll hear from the infamous. He's imaginary. He wears red. Klausbert coming up here in about an hour with the Friday forecast. Hail Varsity uh, continues and always stream the show, the Hail Varsity YouTube channel. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging tight. It's Hale Varsity, and we're rocking through a Friday. That sounds so good. Thank you, Strokes, for the bumper music. We continue with Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity. So, uh, we got to talk uh, Mr. Anthony Rezac. He is a gamer. He's a baller. He's incredible. And he's going to find his way to Lincoln. Jacob, some thoughts on... That extension by Nebraska, and could you see them not only go beyond kicking tires to him, but but offering him as a, maybe a second quarterback in the class? Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing their due diligence at least. Like Anthony has uh, earned that. At, at if nothing else, he's earned the 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 chance for them to take a look and, uh, at what he's done. Because at this point, he's done about everything you could ask of a quarterback. Um, I mean, he's 45 touchdowns to five picks for his career, um, upper 60s percentage. Uh, he's over 70, 76 completion percentage this year. Obviously, small sample size so far. They haven't needed him to throw a ton yet, but um, he, he's got the size, about 6'3 and change. He's got the athleticism. Um, we've seen the way that he can run the ball. Um, and obviously, twin brother Teddy, like you mentioned, committed uh, North Dakota or North Dakota Notre Dame as uh, a DB up there. So um, I think the and again that the touchdown to interception ratio, I think, uh, and his completion rate show that he's has the ability to kind of make reads and make good decisions back there as a quarterback. So I, I think the one question is kind of just the overall uh, arm talent and the ability to make all the throws, the strength. Um, to, to make them in tight windows that you'll find at the next level. I'm not a quarterback expert. I, I don't claim to be, so I don't know that. Like, can he make all the throws needed to play quarterback at the next level? I don't know. That would be just evaluating what I've seen of him. That would be kind of the only question mark I, I, I would think that maybe w- would hold him back, or at least the question that he has to answer mm-hmm. if he's going to get uh, higher level offers than he's received to this point. Um but because I think outside of that, he's done everything you can ask of him. He's got great players around him, and that certainly makes it, it easy. But he's also like, I know there's a Twitter account that talked about what he's done, empty calories and a bunch of five-year throws or whatever. But that, that touchdown throw to, to Caleb Benning last week, uh, just mm-hmm. right over the top of Davon Hall, obviously a big, talented athlete in his own right. Just perfect, perfect throw. And um, so a few of the plays he made, like, yeah, they, they're talented enough to, to run some screens to, to get him some easy completions, but he's also completing balls downfield and throwing into some tight windows there. So 
Um, empty calories, that's nonsense. He's a great high school football player. And I'm glad that Nebraska has given him the opportunity to come down and take a look around campus and for them to maybe take a closer look at him. What do you make of the, the struggles of Bellevue West and Daniel Kalen to start the season so far? Two and two, uh, I think Bellevue West, their fans, even that team kind of expected more to start the season. Is that reason for concern moving forward for the Thunderbirds with, with that start, or, or do you think they're going to regress back to what we expected their mean to be whenever the, the year started? they got to quit having Cranach on the sideline. <laughs> it's a problem. They're cursed. <laughs> yeah, it, it just doesn't seem it's like nothing's easy for them right now offensively. Mm-hmm. Um this is a, a system that we've seen put up some big numbers, big offensive games, and we saw it last year uh, with some of those games. Obviously, those shootouts, Gretna, um, just phenomenal high school football game. And Danny Kalen put up some big numbers there. Obviously, Isaiah McMorris, 1,100 yards receiving last year. Part of it is they've, they've had some injuries there with McMorris, and now Davon Hall went down in that game last week, and uh, I would be surprised to see him again this season. Uh, so... That's that's really unfortunate. Um, Nick Morris has been dealing with the hamstring issue that's had him in and out of the lineup. So that's another big piece there that would be part of it. And it just in the games that I've watched, I've seen him play twice in person. Now they just for whatever reason they haven't been able to get any anything going downfield. Um, the receivers aren't open. The, the the passes are aren't on target. Just they have not been on the same page for whatever reason. And maybe the offensive line hasn't been quite what they need it to be to, to really put up the, the numbers and, and to, to, to get that downfield passing game going. Um, so I, I think that that's just the problem right now is they're just not in sync. They're not getting anything easy. And then when you roll up against some of the best teams that they're going to play, nothing is going to be easy. you got to go out and earn everything. And they just weren't able to, to do it enough to, to stay in that game. And defensively, they're still figuring out some things as well with system change and plugging in some new players. They've got some talented pieces back there. It just hasn't quite come together yet to, to where you can rely on a defense to, to carry you and the offense isn't clicking at the, the rate it needs to either. Jacob, does anything surprise you? We'll end on this from, from Caleb Benning. I mean, the guy just can catch it, can pick it, can score it, can return it. He's a ton of fun to watch. No doubt. Uh, just no matter what sport he's playing, he just physical, fearless, just flying in there, making plays. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's been a lot of fun to kind of grow, and I'm happy that uh, he's finally healthy now. Um, he's had a lot of issues that he's had to battle through throughout his high school career, and um, to see Westside get off to the start with him being such a featured piece. And one game it'll be he'll go out and catch uh, over 100 yards uh, passing, and the next game he'll make all his plays on defense. In the next game, he'll make a big impact play in, in the return game. So just, uh, yeah, he's as fun to watch as anybody in the state and can impact the game uh, in as many different ways as anybody you'll find. Could you see him doing both at the next level? Uh, both what? Offense, Offense defense. defense. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think it's just so hard to do that. Like tra- what Travis Hunter has done, it's just ridiculous. There's a reason that you don't see it that often um, just because it's hard to be really great at both. both uh, <laughs> if you're not like, it, it's hard to be really good at one. if you're not putting all your, your time into that. Uh, and then you've got the logistics of, all right, how much time is he spending with this group in practice? Where's he going here? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of reasons why we don't see that. I, um, I, I'd, I'd expect him to kind of 
focus in and pick one at the next level, which is, I mean, all these kids played in all these different phases of the game in high school. Um, but it's just so much easier to have success if you're able to really lock in uh, and train in one specific area, I think. Jake, we have about 60 seconds here. I might as well ask you one more. So I want you to call your shot for tomorrow, Northern Illinois, Nebraska. Who is under center for Nebraska whenever they, the first team offense trots out there? About I guess it's either going to be about 6.05 or about 6.15, depending on who gets the ball first. But who's going to be under center first for the Huskers? I think it'll be Harvard, just with uh, any time that you don't get a good update the, the last one going in, uh, you, you don't hear about a guy being able to practice, then you kind of have your doubts. And you don't, you definitely don't want to rush a guy back out there, especially in a game like this, um, and have him play limited, have him potentially get hurt again, it, rush him back. So I, I think they'll, they'll give Harburg a shot and try to, uh, try to get through this week, get Sims healthy, and then reevaluate moving forward. Jacob, enjoy your coverage as always, man. Thanks for giving us some time today here on Hale Varsity and, and looking forward to reading you with Hale Varsity and of course following you on social media at Jacob uh, Padilla underscore uh, with all your high school updates but take care and we'll check in next week okay sounds good thanks guys all right there he is some overtime with Jacob he's you know it'd be nice Jacob just hey can you give us two more minutes no, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get to a game. I'm working, man. I'm busy. So, uh, a lot of love to, to Jacob Bedilla. It's, it's, it's kind of like proposing to a woman at a sporting event in front of all the people on the big screen. You like, don't, you don't do. You don't oh, say you, no. You, you better have that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bill Dolman coming up next hour, and Brady Oldman's also. Hail Varsity continues.